0: And welcome to another episode of Whip's Whatever Happened To podcast. So in my opinion, the best episodes of this podcast happen when the subject goes on to an interesting second act. I think that makes the best story. You know, they're famous for something, then instead of just petering out and then trying desperately to remain relevant by milking their past success, instead of that route, they completely reinvent themselves and become something successful in a whole new way. And I think that's what you're going to find with the person we talked to this time around. But first, to get our minds in the right space, let's go back to the year 2004 that was the year that saw super bowl 38 at reliant stadium in houston in february that was won by the new england patriots over the carolina panthers as tom brady won the game mvp trophy because apparently there are some things in life that never change but the game was overshadowed completely by the halftime show at which Kid Rock, Jessica Simpson, Nelly, and P. Diddy all perform, and you're like, Whip, I, 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 that's not memorable at all. You're right, nobody remembers them, because on that same night, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake we're also on the bill, and the super infamous wardrobe malfunction became one of the biggest stories of the entire decade. 2004 was also the year that the show Friends ended its 10-year run on NBC. The final episode was on May 6th of 04. The 236th and last episode was the second of a two-parter, appropriately titled The Last One. And there's one show that was on back in 04 that is still on in new episodes even today. That's American Idol, which has evolved from its early days, but its essence is still the same. And back in 04, one of American Idol's biggest short-term contributions to pop culture happened on January 15th. That's when the audition of a 20-year-old engineering student named William Hung was broadcast. The audition did not go well, at least if you believe the judges, especially Simon Cowell, who were not kind to Hung.
1: William, it's one of actually the worst auditions we've had this year, if I'm being honest. Mm. Seriously. Mm. I mean, everything (laughs) about it was grotesque. Oh, stop it. Not grotesque. (laughs) You can't sing. You can't dance. So what what do you want me to say?
0: But to the public, it was gold. Maybe something you'd put into the So Bad It's Good category? The audition went viral, and for a while, it actually made William Hung a star. And like so many such instances, the fame came, and then the fame went. But William Hung is still around and doing great. And here he is to tell us about it. So, uh, William, first of all, thanks very much for joining us. So everybody knew you, at least at the moment that you were on American Idol and then the aftermath of the American Idol auditions. And that's what you're famous for. And I suppose that's uh, the thing that you probably are most famous for to this day. So what led up to you doing that audition on American Idol? Can you take us through the process or your thought process of, of what you were thinking going into that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I... I karaoke since I was 10 years old back in Hong Kong, uh, singing with my parents. And then when I went to college, I studied civil engineering. Uh, I wasn't doing great in school, so I wanted to try something new. Then one day, there was a poster for a school talent show. I figured, why not? There's nothing to lose. So I practiced and sang Ricky Martin's She Bangs, And to my surprise, I won! I won a DVD player. I heard about the American Idol audition a few days later. I went for it.
0: Okay, and so when you got to the American Idol audition, can you sort of set the scene for us? Did you see the judges ahead of time? Did you see the other? Because on TV, I, I think they sort of have you all in a big room, and you're kind of there waiting with the other contestants. And then you walk in, you see the judges, and you go. Is that how it is?
1: uh there is there's something uh more to that uh so in initially there's about 3000 people uh lining up r- uh, right outside the baseball park in San Francisco and then you have to go through like multiple rounds of audition before you get to see Randy, Paula, and Simon.
0: Okay, and so when you when you passed those multiple rounds of auditions to get to that point, did they give you scores? Did they say you did great? Did they say you did... No, they,
1: they don't they, they don't give you scores, but what they did was they told me, hey, uh, why not continue singing this song? It, it, it looks like you're having fun. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that was the message that I got.
0: And so when you went in there on, and did the audition, and I guess you could say that was a really early viral moment. I think you could call your audition a viral moment because you became famous. Yeah. You became famous literally around the world for that. So when you saw the judges reactions, especially Simon Cowell, uh, what was your reaction to their reactions?
1: Well, um, it's what you saw is what you, what you got. I was a bit, little bit disappointed that I couldn't go farther. I couldn't make it to Hollywood but I'm grateful for the experience, uh, and I wanted to keep everything positive. Um, I also knew before I auditioned uh, the, that Simon was going to play the mean guy, uh, Randy was going to be the, the you know the cool guy, and then Paula was going to be the nice lady. So I knew that going in.
0: Yeah, they all play their parts. So how about Seacrest? What did yeah. you what did you think of Seacrest?
1: Well, he's always a a, a, a a you know, a nice guy uh, as a host. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know him personally, but I would say he was a nice guy. <laughs> so in the
0: aftermath of all that, certain people got to go on to Hollywood and became contestants on the show and all the rest of that stuff, but you probably outshined every single one of them in how much you exploded. I'm not even going to ask you if that was a surprise, because I'm going to assume it had to be a surprise. But what did it feel like when you were suddenly famous and your audition with the Ricky Martin song was famous around the world and you were everywhere?
1: It was an overwhelming feeling. I didn't know how to handle that. Uh, I was a normal guy, a normal student. I wasn't expecting uh, a sudden uh, fame like that. I didn't expect that when I walk out of my house, people would recognize me and say, "Oh my God, are you that guy from American Idol? Could I have a picture with you?" <laughs> Were people
0: mostly nice to you, Were some people? Because I feel yeah. I feel like you can't, you know, in in anywhere, uh, and especially in the internet age, like you. Nothing anybody could do would have people be completely nice or hopefully completely mean, but was there a mixture or were most people pretty nice to you?
1: Most people were nice. That's really great. That's great to hear. some negative critics, but yeah.
0: What did you say to your fans when people walked up to you on the street and did it get to the point where it was almost kind of like, okay, I'm I'm getting sick of this fame thing? Uh,
1: No, no, no. I I mean, there were times when I just tell them that I have something to do. I need to go. (laughs) <laughs> but but uh but you know i i I always try to be gracious um if i'm if I'm not too busy, I usually agree to take the picture with my fans if i can so yeah i i I try to be gracious to my fans how old were you
0: at the time if you don't mind my asking when all that happened
1: uh twenty years old.
0: Twenty years old, so that's an incredibly young person to be put into that kind of spotlight. Whether you were aiming for that kind of spotlight or not, you're just thrust into it. Hard for anybody to handle, I would see? think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I didn't aim for that. It wasn't. Like, it it was. It was like you know, I just want to try, have have fun, see what happens. but I didn't expect that. Can
0: you rattle off all the talk shows on which you were a guest in the ensuing months and years
1: after that? Well, the most memorable ones I will always remember, Alan um, DeGeneres, Jay Leno, Jimmy Kimmel, Larry King Live. Yeah, I, I've done a lot.
0: So basically all of them at that point? Most of them. Most of them, yeah. And so you actually went on, I don't know how, know how many people know this, you actually went on to a recording career. You actually put out a couple of albums over the next couple of years after the American Idol audition.
1: Yeah. Are those still available? Um, I would say the 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 easiest way for you to get them would be uh, Amazon or eBay, okay. but but i I don't think they are producing more at this point, okay.
0: And so from that, you moved on, at least from what I'm reading online, and that's what I could actually ask you about from the uh, from the horse's mouth, you moved on and made a complete right turn to law enforcement. Is that correct? And tell, <laughs> tell, me, yeah. tell me about that. Where, how did that? So you, you l- let me get this straight. So you graduate with a degree. Well, you were studying, what, what did you say? A mechanical engineering first, right? Civil
1: engineering. Civil engineering. <laughs> civil engineering.
0: And then you graduated with a degree in mathematics. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. And then yeah, you, So what happened was yeah. I, I took time off school uh, uh, after my American Idol fame. Uh, And and then I traveled and performed full-time for about four years. And then my showbiz slowed down, and then I decided to finish school. So that's why I decided to go back into math. And then uh, after I got my degree, I worked for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for a couple of years.
0: What did you do for the county sheriff's department?
1: Um, uh, Statistical analyst. So it's pretty close. When people say, like, crime analyst, it's actually very close. Is that an in
0: Well, okay. First of all, when you went to work there, did people that you worked with say, "Wait a second, I know you from somewhere"?
1: Yes, they did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, did they treat you like a little bit of a celebrity or just another statistical analyst?
1: Uh, well, it's it's kind of hard. Um, I mean, I'm very grateful that my former supervisor she be, she's a fan of mine, but yeah, it's it's, it's awkward. I, I don't know that, how 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 else to put it. It's like it's like. Uh, do do we really want to keep this guy here? Uh, let, let's say at a, at a, at a uh, you know group meeting or something. You know when other people reacted like that, it's like oh my god, is this William really hug You know it 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 it, it, it uh, it's kind of funny and, and and uh I don't know how to say it, but it, it creates a, a weird feeling for everybody, right? Like 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 obviously my supervisor know who, who knew who I was. But other people didn't know who I was. And then managers and everything' like they they were like, oh, what, what is going on here? You know, that kind of feeling, yeah.
0: Well, that's very funny. And that just reminded me,, uh, you came to my mind recently because I was watching an older episode of the office. And I don't know if you know that there was a are you familiar with a William Hung joke on the office?
1: I heard about it, but but I'm, I I guess I I don't follow the office. Yeah, yeah. I have seen it. I I I know what we're talking about
0: now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a guy who's like a his license plate said W L Hung, and then the other guy's like, oh, you're, he's like you're, you're a big William Hung fan, and the guy's like, why do people always say that to me? I don't know who that is. So that's a pretty good. It was a pretty good joke actually. But that's I yeah. think that just goes to show how much a part of the cultural landscape you were at that time. I'm not even joking. Yeah. So you went into law enforcement for a while, and are you still in law enforcement to this day, or did you get out of that career and pick another?
1: Yeah, I transitioned. Um, so like after a couple of years working there, I uh, worked for the public health department for four or six years. And, and, and then you know, I decided that you know, it's time to create my own life again. Um, I thought I, I, it was time for me to settle down, Maybe, maybe I could just you know walk uh walk with what I have like literally like live live wherever life I want based on the money that I save, right, but I feel like there's a lot more that I could do in this world uh uh rather than just hiding behind my cubicle, so that's why I decided to pursue poker uh poker was a game that I always enjoyed uh since American Idol uh. I felt that I needed something else in my life besides, you know, just waiting to perform on stage or meeting my fans. Uh, It was a hobby for me for a long time. Uh, But then the last two or three years, I feel that I could take it to the next level. I could take it seriously, and, and I could do much better than any other job or any other business.
0: So you're a professional poker player now? Yes. Have you made a really good living off of that? You don't have to tell me how uh, how rich you are, but have you have you done well? Are we are are we happy <laughs> well, well, for William I Hung? Would
1: say it's, it's, uh, like like like, why tell most people uh, it will be better than any, any job I can find at the moment.
0: Oh my God! So that must be pressure, though. Huh? It's like I guess you must be a guy who is nobody's immune to pressure. But let me just say it this way: I guess you must handle pressure very very well, considering. Uh, the American Idol thing, the fame aspect of that—you know, not freezing up in front of those judges and all that—and then having to perform uh, with big money on the line in these high-stakes poker games.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say that 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 every day, you know, it, uh, I, I could be making decisions that that's worth like thousands of dollars. Yeah, in, in front of me, and, and and I can't, I can't be afraid to lose, I, I, because it, because it's all about taking uh calculated risk at the right time. So in order
0: to not be rattled or not be affected by the pressure, like I think most people probably are, did you train yourself? Yeah. Did you train yourself to handle it? Did you uh, get uh, tips from somebody on how to handle that? Or are, is that just what you're made of?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I would say, I would say that, that it's a combination of both. Um, obviously I spent some time studying and improving my game. Uh, but but the, but in terms of the mental side i would say it comes from uh, my my uh, experiences as well as my background um wh- one of the big lessons i learned uh actually came from my mom when i was young that it's okay to fail as long as you try your best so i apply that philosophy to everything in my life uh including poker you know in poker specifically i just tell myself i just want to play every hand to the best of my ability, and that's it. It's
0: all you can control. Yeah. Yeah, well, that is fascinating. So I also uh, come to understand that you do some motivational speaking or you have done some motivational speaking.
1: Yeah, that's also another um, uh, business uh, or venture that I'm that, that i that I'm still pursuing. Um, where, when I uh, decided to uh, go back into the real world uh, like two or three years ago, uh, I, I wanted to put my story out there. I feel that that more people uh, can benefit by learning from, uh, from my story, my experience. So I, I, I love that. I've actually done two TEDx talks. Okay,
0: and I mean, I don't have to ask you uh, sort of uh, uh, where your material comes from, because I think your life is a pretty good TED talk in and of itself. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, if somebody wanted to
0: find you, are you on social media?
1: Yes, uh, I'm most active on Instagram right now, uh, and my Instagram handle is williamhung.co.
0: Can we see your talks on YouTube, or can somebody hire you
1: if they want Yes, to? Yes, YouTube will be the easiest. You could just type in TEDx X, uh, William Hung, and then you'll see um, both of my talks.
0: Okay, William, well, uh, so you're doing great. Bottom line me right now, you're doing great, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I am very grateful.
0: That's fantastic. All right, William. I appreciate it so much. It was so great to talk with you and catch up with you. This was fascinating.
1: Yeah, no problem. And thank you
0: for checking out another Whips Whatever Happened To podcast. And if you could, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And I will see and talk to you next time on Whips Whatever Happened To.